Hey guys, we're back with episode 24 of Star Wars Year by Podcast, exclusive to the Steel Wars and Blue Harvest Patreon pages. Uh, however, this episode is divisible by three, and as Steel has established, that means it's an all-access episode. So hey, everybody. Three is the magic number. Yes, it is. Three's a family. And Star Wars is all about family. Yep. Skywalkers and the Palpatines. Ah, no, I was thinking about the, the bridges. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. What I had Sal on my shoulder there. <laughs> and, um, all right. So please introduce me, host. Oh, and uh, I'm Halls from Blue Harvest. And with me, this is my wonderful co-host. I haven't got to talk to him in a little while. Things have been kind of crazy. It's my buddy, Steel Saunders. Hey, Hawes. Hey, everyone. Hey, buddy. And um, we're putting this up on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with everyone. Yes. Six-year anniversary of Blue Harvest. I thought you were going to say of the Force. No, no, no. That's it's much older than six years. Six-year anniversary of the Bearded Force. There you go. There you go. We can, I, I could go with that. Now, Pulse. Yes, sir. As you and many of our viewers and listeners know, in the Star Wars Year by Podcast podcast, we go through the Star Wars Year by Year book, page by page. Some not Sometimes it's not year by year. Sometimes it's month by month because yeah. some, some of these years are loaded. Hey, listen. Before Star Wars existed, you could get through a decade in one episode. But we are at the tail end of 1983. The blessed release year of... Return of the Jedi. Star Wars episode XI. Is it XI? VI? I don't know. VI. VI. VI! My favorite, Return of the Jedi. I'm a Vi guy. <laughs> Who knew? Everybody knew. I'm a Vi guy, and I'm. Um, I've got to give you much props for the for the viewers. You've worn a um, a very special T-shirt. It looks like a maybe a Hong Kong release of Return of the Jedi T-shirt, something like that. What what? Yeah, I think it is Hong Kong. Uh, this is from Celebration Chicago. No way. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. That is a good use of the license force. It is. It was the one t-shirt that was the material and design that I enjoyed from all the t-shirts they offered. I'm glad you found a material you enjoy. Buddy, I'm real weird about that. You should have seen me in that Celebration store touching the shirts. Like, mm, nope, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> And Jesse was like, but it's got the Mandalorian on it. I was like, mm -mm, wrong material. Have you touched this thing lately? Yeah, for real. Um, all righty. Shall, uh, shall we get stuck into it with uh, July and the Jedi Adventure Centers? Oh, I, I should just say, I'll, I'll just give everyone a preview. Look at that horse up on the screen. These Ooh. are the things that we've got coming. Oh, and for the sickos, our Catherine Needs uh -huh. following along. Shout out. 12. 
page 112. Happy May the 4th to Catherine Neen. Or it might, it might be May the 5th, depending on when she watches, because she's different time, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Um, hope, I don't know, wait there. I click on this. Oh, actually, I'll do something else first. Do you want to get in the mood? Yep. Oh, yeah, buddy. You want to get in the mood? Yeah. All right, let's get in the mood. And um, let's get this bad boy up. Just to get us in the vibe, in the mood. I, um, I, I've picked out some banging video clips. Oh, yeah, you, you were telling me about that. And I haven't watched, I, I watched like the first 10 seconds of this one. And then I was like, I can't watch these without pause. But um, this is just a, a news report on, on Return of the Jedi, I, I believe from Canada. Yeah. Now, listen, you can, you can, you can see the first reporter. Mm-hmm. She's just in casual dress. Right. Her um, partner on the show, his head is, it's more, it looks more like him than Bespin Luke Skywalker does. (laughs) This gets set. All right, I'm ready. Wars phenomenon is bigger than ever. The return of the Jedi is now sweeping the continent with long lineups that started days before the film even opened and record-breaking earnings on its very first day. Luke Skywalker has jumped from the entertainment page to the front page of North America's newspapers. You can't escape from Star Wars mania. Everybody's talking about it. Millions are going to see it. Oozing with personality. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Just in time for summer, everyone's favorite space warriors have returned to set things straight in the galaxy. I'll I'll forward. This is I'll forward to like some. There's some bizarre footage I've just panned it up to in like, I don't know if it's in their parliament or what. What's going on here? But cultural phenomenon, and has become part of our vocabulary. The only thing the president uh, didn't tell us last night was that the evil empire was about to launch the Death Star again. Oh, got him! It has also been co-opted by the news media and... Bang! Pow! He was sitting on that one. He was wait. You could tell he was waiting. He thought of that the night before, and he was like, oh, he, he lost sleep that night. Oh, I can't wait to say it. You watch him. He's looking around for the laughs before he's gotten to the punchline. That's, yeah. how, that's how confident he is. Check this bad boy out part of our vocabulary the only thing the president uh, didn't tell us last night was that the evil empire was about to launch the death star against the united states and the guy behind him doesn't even react just keeps writing (laughs) star wars reference star wars (laughs) reference uh so that just gets us uh primed up but uh, pause, take us into the Jedi Adventure Centers. Thank July. you. I, I was trying to um, 
pull up the page while I <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna have to look down to read what that uh that is. But go down. oh, here we go. Hit us up, horse. 130 Jedi Adventure Centers are sent out to malls across the U.S. Devised by distributor 20th Century Fox to promote the release of Return of the Jedi, each center is 91 kilograms, 200 pounds, modular walkthrough displays that fills a 2.5 meter. Uh, Hoss, post- can, I, can I just pull you up there? So um, 1983... Uh, the Return of the Jedi Center, the Adventure Center, weighed uh, 200 pounds. What's the conversion with inflation to now? Oh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure, buddy. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Couldn't um, resist. Could not resist. <laughs> and features three separate activity errors, areas, a Jedi Hall of Fame photo center, and a communication center. It is the most ambitious movie promotion Fox has ever staged at shopping venues. And would never be topped. Man, I wish I could have checked this out. Dude, the Jedi Hall of Fame. (laughs) Buddy, there's only going to be like three people in that Hall of Fame in 1983. (laughs) They're going to be... Yoda... They're going to be overlooking some big names. Yeah, I know. There's no Mace Windu listed, no Kiati Mundi. Yeah, well, you know, it's people that watch the the, se- the prequel trilogy. It's like, oh, where's Ahsoka Tano? Oh, yeah, or Qui-Gon Jinn. P- p- people in here are like, where's Mace Windu? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. I, I tell you who should be in the Jedi Hall of Fame. Fake Mace Windu. Fake Mace Windu. Come on, pause. Fake make Mace Windu. Uh, uh, fake fan is what I'm. Uh, Why did that go to the next thing? You don't know fake Mace Windu. Is this is this another thing like Big Luke and Little Luke? Right there. Come on, buddy. I'm fake fan. That's what you are. Well, I know who Revan is. Oh, <laughs> damn. Him. Damn, that's that's below the belt, horse. <laughs> that that is Star Wars fandom, like the core of it, is knowing that. All right, let's get this bad boy up there. Man, big on the images. So, when um, in the Phantom Menace, don't know if you've seen it. I have. So, well, oh, you're. This photo has got everything for you <laughs> that I'm about to bring up. When all the Jedi arrive on Naboo. Oh, yeah. The guy in the background that is not Samuel L. Jackson. Is definitely not Samuel L. Jackson. That is... that. <laughs> it's Kiati. It sure is. He's Kiati behind you. It's not Mace Windu. It's an imposter. Turn around. (laughs) Turn your big shaft around. It kind of looks like he's purposely not looking at him. Like, don't make eye contact. Don't make this weird. I tell you who knows something up. That's she. Palpatine. Look at the smile on his face. Just can't trust him. He's like, ha ha. I brought fake Mace Windu with me. Nobody will notice. 
Should have kept the one. Should have kept the fake one, buddy, because um, the real one didn't do much for your complexion. I've got to tell you, he sure didn't. Man, you reckon that the Tatooine sun ages you after a couple of decades? What about one Arvo with uh, Mace Windu? <laughs> Damn. But um, I don't even know why we started talking about fame. Oh, because oh, that the, the Jedi Hall of Fame. All right, Tangio. <laughs> Happens. Hey, man. The, um, but yeah, I've never, I have no knowledge of no. this uh, Jedi adventure. Deal. No, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Oh. And like the picture doesn't show the first time you've ever you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Really? Scoops. Hey everybody, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. Breaking news. Look at that. Hashtag the bad batch. Scoopos. Good to see. No one expected a scoop, but it's a May the 4th miracle. Hey, man. Um, You know, you're finding out 38 years too late. But, um, yeah, oh, if anyone's ever been, please. Oh, I would love to hear. I wish we had some better pictures of it because uh, the one picture that's in the book doesn't. Are you, are you having a go at me? No, I'm just saying, like, I wish there were better pictures in the book. Nothing, nothing against you, buddy. Come thanks, on now. Thanks, thank you so much. I um I tried to find a video of it or something, and that's how I found that um that video I showed you before. But, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it's um Jedi Hall of Fame Photo Center, Communication Center. Um, how that's evolved now? A um, you know, you know those um like Johnny Rockets burger mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. there's there's one on melrose around the corner that um isn't it, it's not johnny rockets anymore and it just it's sort of now it's a permanent sort of restaurant but it used to just be pop-ups for all this stuff and they would do like you know the hyper ex, you know extension of this they did a, a twin peaks pop-up for the release oh, okay yeah and they yeah. and they and they did up the interior like the, the diner from the diner Mm -hmm. And then the one that really got me, the Peach Pit. Oh, from nine hundred two one zero. Oh yeah. Did you go? I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't like buy food, but we got photos out the front. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Come, buddy. Baller on a baller on a budget, buddy. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But um, oh, I got to say that that that. That's that one series of whatever it was, BH9. I don't know what it was, but when they brought back with like, and it had Kelly and all that, like the actual actresses, that was a masterpiece. I I never saw it. <sighs> I remember hearing you talk about it though. Hey, not to tange too hard, but they play themselves trying to get a remake of 90210 on the air. Is this the Wes Craven's new nightmare? Yes. Oh. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Oh no, buddy. So good. Mm. So good. Um. Let's go to. 
this bang death star battle uh what month is this is this is still in july mm-hmm. on the atari Woo! not that i i didn't i think i rented this game when i was a bit older like like i i, I rented it from the video shop mm-hmm. and because atari was sort of like a dying or dead system they were very i think i only had to pay them like one dollar and then I could just come back and swap the cartridges whenever I wanted because no one else was using it. But anyway, Death Star Battle, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Death Star Battle is released by Parker Brothers, the Atari 2600. Vroom, vroom. Of course, my version and many versions featured wood paneling. Yes, they had that one. And then, you know, there's the the all black plastic version not that my Atari. Is, not my Atari. Well, a cool little Star Wars fact about it. That has since become known as the Vader model. Interesting. For the Atari 2600, set in the Endor system, the game offers players the chance to pilot the Millennium Falcon against many TIE fighters before entering the second Death Star's main reactor to destroy the battle station. And... Um, we have got some sweet art there with some tie interceptors taken on mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon. But, Hawes, I promised you video clips. Oh, I was going to say, I might have to request an audible, like a uh, an extra video clip. It'll be super easy to find, but I, I'm interested to see this one. We have got an advert coming up. Let's just... Chrome tab, Turn of the Jedi. And um, a few of these videos that I've got are, are from, I, I've never even come across this uh, channel before, but it's Mr. Vintage Star Wars. I'm going to give him a like. I'm going to give him a subscribe. How do we go? Yep. See? Yeah. All right. I'm going to check him out. I like this idea. Mr. Ah. Vintage Star Wars. Now, um, so this is the Return of the Jedi Atari Death Star Battle video game. And I oh, just... On any of these, if you don't hear the sound, just holler out. But okay. it should be good. In a galaxy far, far away, you are needed as a rebel pilot. Become one in the Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle Home. Oh. Whoa! Your mission, fly Millennium Falcon through enemy force field while battling tie interceptors. I hope you won. And destroy the Death Star before its completion. <laughs> <laughs> Save the rebels. Play Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle from Parker Brothers. Oh! <laughs> hey, that's not a half bad X-Wing costume for a Atari commercial. I got to be honest. X-Wing pilot uh, costume. What about if you can stand the pressure? If, if you can stand the pressure. All right, the, the, yeah, I, it was the 80s. It's the, um, yeah. the, the Gordon Gecko generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, I have to say, of the Atari Star Wars releases, this is probably, in my opinion, at least the best one. Hey, um, just when you watch this clip, look, can this is the amazing thing about it? It's hard to tell the gameplay from the movie footage. <laughs> watch, oh, it's seamless. Which, which is which? <laughs> which is which? 
Oh, he blew up the Death Star. Look at him. Hey, do me a favor, buddy. So I believe this game also came out. This is my favorite vintage Star Wars video game commercial. And I believe this game came out in 85 as well. Look up Star Wars Atari Arcade. And it was the the port of um of the Star Wars arcade game. Um and you want to find the commercial for it. So, like as you see there, you kind of remember what the actual arcade game looked like. Hmm. <clears throat> yes, this is it. Whoa. For those just listening to the audio, there is this very angry red head looking at it's, it's, it's like it's like like in like it's like hell's version of ronald mcdonald <laughs> um all right well let's go to ronnie burr wait i'll get the greatly arcade star wars it's greatly arcade Whoa! I love it. Oh my stars. I um that makes me not want to play it. It seems really stressful. <laughs> I thought I thought when they then cut the camera to the lady working in the shop, I thought she was going to get like splashed with bits of him when he exploded. <laughs> like scanners or something? Yes. <clears throat> oh, that was th- these like early 80s um commercials are they they, they get your heart beaten. Sure do. Oh my stars. Um I've got to tell you, we're just uh, bypassing the uh, also in 1983 that we always end on. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I am pumped. I took a little glimpse at it, and it looks cool. (sighs) Oh, Oh, I see exactly what you're talking about now. We've talked about them before. A little sizzle. Oh, my stars. All right. Hit us with uh, Rolling Stone. Pause. Uh, uh, No month. So I assume this is also in July. Summer, it says. Carrie Fisher, Darth Vader, and Ewok, a Gamorrean guard, are on the cover of Rolling Stone. In the interview inside, Lucas reiterates his intent to take off at least two years' work. All the prequel stories exist, Luke says. (laughs) Lucas says. As for Luke Skywalker's adventures beyond Jedi, I have a tiny notebook full of notes on that. If I'm really ambitious, I could proceed to figure out what would happen to Luke. Man. Microscopic, biotic, (laughs) brainy brain things. I want to get a hold of that tiny little notebook. Man. Publish the book. Release the book. Yeah. Um... So we've got Rolling Stone here. One of these, this is one of the most bizarre Star Wars photo shoots. We've got Carrie Fisher in her um, Jabba's prisoner outfit, 
on a beach, sunbaking it up. Darth Vader has brought the boombox. There's a Gamorrean guard with a beach ball. And then there's an Ewok just in the mix. Who's who's the hottest out of these three characters on the day? Darth Vader, the Ewok, or Gamorrean guard? Who's, um, Who's feigning on set? I kind of think the Ewok, man, that's a lot of fur. I can't imagine any of those costumes are particularly comfortable out on the beach, though. I would probably say the Ewok because he's smaller mm-hmm. or she's smaller and there's less liquid. Like they could, sw- you know, they could. I see what you're saying. They, they could sweat it out quicker per capita. Per gland, per will. Um, fixated on that. But, um, yeah, such a bizarre photo shoot. There's other photos in, in this collection. But it's, it, it's like, in retrospect, a, like a bummer that, you know, Carrie Fisher, like, revealed that she was not... Comfortable it, with that whole get up. And yeah, everything. and having, yeah. having to, like, um, you know, fit into it and stuff. So it's sort of... Um, it's 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 full of joy on the page. I've actually got a copy of this somewhere. How do you? Ah, hey man, you come across these things in a antique store or a thrift shop, you know, 1983 issue of Rolling Stone with Star Wars on the cover. Who can blame you? Who can blame you? All right, let's hit up. In September, we get the second Lando novel. Lando Carusian and the Flame Wind of Olsen by L. Neil Smith is published by Del Rey. Lando and Buffy Ra whew, must fly the Falcon, the Kenner Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. through the Flame Wind, a massive stream of radiation that is an, an annual phenomenon in the Ossian system. And then at the same time, it, November 12th, Pause. If you're a Lando fan, the back end of 83, that's your mm-hmm. time to shine. Not only did he shoot out of the blast of the second Death Star, but um, dropping back-to-back books, September and November, chill out. I can barely get out my Star Wars fanzines <laughs> in time. Um. But of course, I, I love these um, these covers for their use of the Kenner Millennium Falcon as source material. It's I love that in the the Flame Wind of Ossian, he's wearing his General Lando getup in that picture. I love that Lando costume from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, it's it's dope. It's dope. I think from memory, when I was at Lucasfilm. It was that the Lando Carizian in the Star Cave of Thorn Bocker that I saw the actual painting of. And it was like a movie poster size painting. Yeah, with all the negative space because the title and stuff yes. isn't on there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my stars. Um, I, I had to excuse myself at one point when I was there. Um, cause the other, other people were doing interviews and I was just waiting around. So I said, I'm just going to go to the restaurant. Pause. And you just, did you just go wandering? Buddy, 
I didn't need to go to the restroom. I got to tell you. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I walk some, um, I walk some halls. I may have gone. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Concept art department. I, I, oh, I'm just looking for the bathroom. Oh, did you what's really? That, what, what's did what's, you... what's that? What's that tiny Yoda? What's that about? Did you really go into the concept art department? No, oh. that, like you'd have to have a like a swipey card or something. Yeah, yeah, man. If if you had, and this would be the first time I heard that story, man. <laughs> this is how misinformation works on YouTube, folks. <laughs> it sure is. You know, there's going to be a post. Podcaster Steel Saunders sneaks into <laughs> Lucasfilm concept art department. The shill sneak in. Love I like it. that Melbourne sign, buddy. That's new ish. Oh, it's a skateboard deck. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's um it's the you know, have you ever heard of like chocolate skateboards, the brand chocolate? No, I haven't. That's not one I'm familiar with. Oh, okay. If you do you know girl skateboards? I do. All right. Well, their other company is called Chocolate. Okay, okay. And their their font is like that. And they did a few in a in a movie, one of their videos, they made ones for different American towns that they were skateboarding in. And so Stussy in Australia sort of did a tribute to it and put out a Melbourne oh, one. Oh, that's cool. About 15 years ago. So it's one of my prized skateboard collectibles that, that reminds me of the mother country. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Hey, um, is it your turn or my turn? Well, you did the Lando novel, so I guess I should go next. Do you want me to jump over to October? Heck yeah. <clears throat> Mad Jedi. Mad Magazine features the satire Star Wars rehash. Oh, of the damn! Written by Dick. That's right. DeBartololo and illustrated by Mort Drucker. The satire confirms that Darth Vader is a sadist, oh, more like, but not more like, a mathematician. More like Fart Drucker, am I right? <laughs> That's right, man. And and well, his dicks one's already done for us. So. Yeah, that was a layup. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I got to say, that despite them, you know, doing the whole rehash of the Jedi thing, that's a pretty cool cover. With uh, B.A. Baracus under the mask of Darth Vader and uh, the, 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 the trio is very shocked and Wicket. Woof. Look at that Wicket horse. <laughs> that's nightmare fuel can you imagine imagine that scene in return of the jedi when you know leia crashes the speeder bike and she's hanging out and that steps out of the woods he's been knocked out and hot damn but um yes as i tweeted out what me yub is uh <laughs> the appropriate deal What's so, going on with Luke's blaster? I'm trying to figure they've done some shenanigans with the barrel on his blaster. And I can't figure out what's going on. Let's zoom in through the magic of Yeah. What is you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know what's on it. I, I can sure see it. What is that supposed to be? You know the artist that did this. Oh, like, oh. oh, no, no. It's a um, Swiss Army knife. 
Oh, I see. Okay. It's got, it's got a can opener and, and a, a corkscrew. Cork yeah. Okay. You're right. Wow. The layers of the comedy. Sure. Man. Can't take much more of that. I um see, I'm still salty because we've talked about this before. I used to take mm -hmm. it, um, you know, like the Mad Magazine, some of the barbs they took at my, you know, at, at the Star Wars franchise. I loved the Star Wars issues, but when I felt like they made a joke that overstepped, oh, oh come on, Mad. Yep. Oh. Um, let's hit. Ah. What's going on here right there? Ah, uh, should work now. Classic Creatures. There we November go. November 21st. Classic Creatures Return of the Jedi airs on CBS. Directed by Robert Gunnett. The documentary about making of about the making of Jedi is hosted by Carrie Fisher and Billy Dean Williams and features interviews with numerous cast and crew members. I've got to try to track this down because this is definitely a, a piece of Star Wars like documentary footage or behind the scenes stuff that I've definitely never seen. Buddy, I am like your Star Wars genie. I am your Siri. Steely. Hey, Steely. Track this down. Here it goes. I dream of Steely. Uh, via Ben Phillips. Now, I what I recall of this was I'm not sure who wanted to be there, who was excited to be there, but um, if neither of them wanted to be there in this documentary as host, Billy D. Williams and Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams did a far better job of covering it up. <laughs> Hey, so it, is this the same thing as from Star Wars to Jedi, the making of a saga? Ah, oh. oh, I've got the wrong one. Here you go. Bag. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, so I've got to reopen it. Thank you. I've just got to open the wrong window. My bad. I didn't mean to go. Oh, no, 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 no. Because now. Um... Yeah, classic creatures. Yeah. This way, we don't play the wrong one. Bang! All right, let's uh, let's let's just have a little peek. Let's just watch the whole thing, buddy. Let's just hang out. Adventure, special effects. These were the trademarks of Star Wars. Now, filmmaker George Lucas has turned his attention to an area that has long fascinated moviegoers monsters and creatures in return of the jedi the star wars galaxy is occupied by a menagerie of creatures likes of which have never before seen the light of the movie screen a star monster java the, <laughs> the star monster java the scum and villainy he's not unlike the monsters that frightened early moviegoers now Carrie, I, I just don't know if she's putting her heart into this. Yeah, it's all right. I got to say that that furry jacket, that that brown and fur jacket that George was wearing at the beginning, that is a good jacket. I'm pretty sure my buddy Will has a, a jacket that's very similar Ooh. to that. 
Um, here's, uh, here's her with Salacious. Teddy bears. When George Lucas oh, no, worked on the Star Wars trilogy over 10 years ago, no one suspected that an endearing little creature, something like a teddy bear, would play such a large role in bringing a... Do you find her hair being like this unnerving? Because you it's, it's so on Leia, right? Yes. Like, yeah. How, how dare she? I can't take my eyes off of it. Like, I, I like all I hear is like way in the distant background, her being like, teddy bears. <laughs> and I just can't. I'm staring at her hair, and there's like this boom, 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 boom sound playing in my head. About the defeat of the Empire. Not even George. He always planned that the fateful battle against the technological might of Vader's forces would take place on and around the green moon of Endor. But he thought the inhabitants of that moon would be Wookiees. Dropping Star Wars knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oof! Take that to the schmodown. Chewie to his friends. <laughs> Chewie evolved into a sophisticated creature. What, Chewie? All right, I gotta find some master mechanic. Billy Day. He's no longer the primitive that Lucas wanted to crush the Empire. Chewie was too intelligent. Ah! Oh. oh, here we go. I, what will be sitting next to I remember this being amazing. Odd co-pilots in Star Wars. I mean, Ooh. Han Solo had a Wookiee. Put his hat on. With a what? A <laughs> like a I do not, not like nine <laughs> without the hat. Is a cross, I guess, between... Um, a lobster man and a creature from the Black Lagoon. A good creature, Akbar. Proof that ugly is not necessarily bad. Oh, that's a that's a veiled compliment. Now this guy, he's ugly and bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's ugly and bad. Salacia says he's depraved because he's deprived. But some creatures have accepted ah! and enjoyed the way they look. Enough of this serious talk. I'd like to regale you now with. Oh, that's Avril Lavigne. Cause beautiful's out ugly sin. If you're ugly like me. God, there's gonna be like a backlash to the the conditions on the set here. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. You're in good company. Cause there's millions of basu. If you're just listening, it's the puppet of Admiral Akbar doing uh singing that song. Delightful. Um that is uh that 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 is one of the classic documentaries. And I, believe, I have to check it out. Uh this one's just on Mr. Anderson Four Zeros Letter One. But I, I am pretty sure this is on Disney Plus. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. I know I know I'm there's some a lot of Disney Plus lately. Is there's some good little bonus things in the movie extras? Okay. Like each each different movie. So um check that out. Disney Plus. Only on the internet. Is that right? I think it is. All right. Let's uh, bang up to After Endor. Is this me, Hawes? 
Uh, no, you just did cra- classic creatures. All right. Well, there are. Well, it's, it, this is how, how dare I even step in hey, man, to I read this wanna, one? I didn't want to say anything. All right. Sorry. Uh, dude. November 22nd, Star Wars number 81 ships. Cover date March. Oh. <laughs> so, which by- March? Which March? March 1984. Shouldn't this be 1984 then? Skip this one. Come on. Written by Mary Jo Duffy and drawn by Ron Friends, Tom Palmer, and Tom Mandrake. Jawas of Doom. That's a good band name. It's the first Star Wars story set after the events of Return of the Jedi. The Jawas discover an unconscious Boba Fett in the desert and mistake the armored bounty hunter for a derelict droid. Meanwhile, how dumb are these little brown cloaks (laughs) eyeballs? Meanwhile, Han Solo returns to Tatooine, unaware that Boba Fett, last seen seen falling into the maw of the Sarlacc and Jedi, is still alive. After Solo confronts Fett again, Fett appears to meet his end a second time. Oh, God. See, that was the thing. That's why I knew Boba Fett was safe in The Mandalorian. Because you don't don't bring bring him back. back. You don't bring him back to kill him. At least not away, oh, right away, I guess. Yeah, I, I reckon. I, I always, I guess they, they did kill Darth Maul. But I, I think if you bring someone back, just don't Let's even. around for a while. Well, it's, it's like, well, why are you going to care the second time? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, he's also, you know, just a normal dude. He's got to die at some point. I mean, yeah, I but you don't you don't have to cover screen. it. You, right. Yeah, you right. just like like um you know, you don't find out when the the bartender dies. I just love that just, you know, 6 months after Return of the Jedi came back, there's already like people bringing Boba Fett back. Just couldn't wait. It's too good of a design to let go, man. And that cover's really cool. Do you have a picture of the cover to show everybody? Oh, you've... Well, I mean... You've called me out, pause. Well, we'll just cut that out. Wait, wait. I, I might be able to zoom in on a photo up here. It's, it's pretty close to, like... If I didn't know better, I'd see that cover and think that it was maybe like a Dark Horse era comic cover. It is good. Hey, I've got to tell you, I've seen worse. I've definitely seen worse. Jawas of Doom, huh? And um, I, I do like that, that Boba Fett is like the sil- like the pose that he's in. Like, it's like the background of Cloud City is there. <laughs> like it's just such a like Boba Fett on Cloud City pose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all of this it's it takes a very like Star Wars EU novel approach where it just seems like they recreated, you know, repainted different scenes. Like you know, if you look at the Heir to the Empire cover, like yeah. Endor Leia is there and things like that. They just sort of took stills from the movies and and made paintings yeah. of them yeah han solo and chewbacca are definitely on endor 
mm-hmm. in these pitches. But um, I don't know right. about Leia though. I mean, she's got the indoor hair. Yeah, I, they 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 didn't do Leia much justice. Mm-mm, no. Um. Yeah. So Boba lives again and again and again and again. Love it. That's my kind of uh, Star Wars storytelling right there. First mobile phones. Down the bottom, yeah? Well, yeah. Wow. Microsoft Word launched. Thank God. Alrighty, sorry, just doing a, getting things in order. No December God. ends with a, a sweet Christmas gift. Saga documentary from Star Wars to Jedi: The Making of a Saga is broadcast on PBS. Pubs. Written and directed by Richard Schickel and narrated by Mark Hamill. He was the Joker. The documentary film is an overview of the entire Star Wars trilogy with numerous interviews and behind-the-scenes clips from the movies. And I know, I remember Hawes, sometimes at some point in the 80s, if you bought the three Star Wars movies, you'd get a fourth cassette and this bad boy would be in there. That's that obviously like I was nine months old when this came out or something. So I didn't watch it on TV, but I definitely rented the VHS of this. Ah, oh, the rent. Mm-hmm. Love it. So sweet. I do have a clip or the entire thing. Let's just watch it all, buddy. Sit back. All right. Let's see what goes on here. Do your thing, Mark Hamill. Narrate. Narrate like you've never narrated before. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Hot damn! What is this? The CBS Fox video? That's does that does that that noise bring back memories? Goosebumps? It does. There's also. Do you remember the? I think it was TriStar that had the horse. Oh like, yes, 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 yes. Galloping through like space or something with certain music behind it that one always reminds me and then the new line cinema one because that's what was before all the nightmare and elm street movies bloody hell stick to star wars may the fourth this one this see i, I love that it's so overzealous <laughs> but it fit the occasion because you're it like sure yeah did. yeah man i'm about to watch some star wars it's this is i've, I've put the cassette in I've ejected the last cassette. <laughs> Haven't put that away. I've just left it on the ground. Let's be honest. Didn't rewind it either. Bang. Bang this cassette in. Found the remote control. Press play. And then... Burr, burr, burr. We get this. What is going on? Oh, natural gas leak. Excellent. Wait, in your house? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, 
If I was a professional oh. fighter, wait, wait, wait. Or a, you nailed it. You got it right. It's the CBS Fox home video. Look at this in the background. What comes up? This is how classy a tape we're about to watch is. Ready? The, it's not just a logo. Oh, damn it. Oh, I should point out that if the sound, if you're watching this, the sound goes on and off and you can hear this bit, it's because we've been copyright striked for this <laughs> noise. Oh, man, if there is a copyright strike on a 30-something-year-old well, CBS we, Fox home video. Well, George Lucas, he sued Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a little different than a hey. vi video I, in do you know, the 80s. Do you know why? Because things ain't the same for gangsters. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard right. that. But can you see what's happening with this logo? Is it in an asteroid field? Nah, dude. It's turning into a marble monument. Oh, oh, that's classy. Look at it. I see it now. Dang, that's tight. CBS Video presents a collector's preview. What the bloody uh -oh. hell is this? Uh-oh, hold on. A long oh. time ago. Here we go. In a galaxy far, far away. Again, if the sound goes out. <laughs> Talking over this. Yeah, oh. oh, wait, this is too new. What the hell's going on here? All right. No, why is this all new? Why does this look good? On such a complex project. Here we go. One job too many, according to George. George co-wrote The Empire Strikes Back, oversaw pre and post-production. And Irvin Kirshner directed... Oh, here's, here's a good bit. Salacious crumb. I mean, um, slice noodles. Staged. His legs were connected to hers by rods, so she could duplicate his steps precisely. Her microphone was also controlled from the This song is so dope. It is. This in turn controlled See, English! Which was connected to the mic by a wire that would be invisible in the final film. You could see this like in Beverly Hills Cop 3. This song. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he goes to the gym. Her song was written in English but translated into Hatiz, Java's official. Oh! Rebo! Oh, look at his fingers. Oh. <laughs> Those fingers, man. Oh, I've seen too much! A man, a man. They're getting set for one of those iconic ILM. Look at all the things we made photos. I how, love those. How sick is that? that is so a, good. It's a great bit of. Uh, this is up there as one of, if not the best, Star Wars or original trilogy documentaries. I think. The one that came with the DVD is pretty good. Empire of Dreams, I mm -hmm. think, is the best. Yeah. I could hear an argument for our, from Star Wars to Jedi, but I personally think Empire of Dreams is the best. Empire of Dreams. Um, now, Horse. Yes, sir. Are we up to the also wins? Let's do it. Right there. I, I, I will... Uh, I will hand it over to you while I compose myself. 
Also, in 1983, merchandise. They had a Return of the Jedi roller skates made by Brookfield Athletic. I Uh, um, I, I do have to say, not that pair, but back in Australia, I do have a pair of Wicket the Ewok roller skates. That's cool. That's cool. That I that I never had them when I was little. I just sort of you got I, them like I later sort of, in life. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> they didn't fit. Um, but uh, that that was one of the things that Jackie was like. But why are you buying? Like what? Like why? Get, like, <laughs> it's weird that you've got these little girls roller skates now. And I'm like, oh, little boy, like you know, it's fine. <laughs> one of my favorite. Um, this is good plug for anybody that's listening that's not on the Steel Wars Patreon, if you're listening on Blue Harvest or watching on YouTube. Uh, one of my favorite from the Vault Steel Wars episodes is when you and Jackie are in France, I believe. Ah, uh, yeah. And you guys go to like a flea market or something. Yeah. And she calls you over to show you something thinking you will think it's stupid. Like, and it's a Star Wars uh, like track, like a race oh. car track with the little Ewoks on the speeder bikes and stuff. Oh. And and she's like, you're going to think this is ridiculous. And you can hear in your voice go, you're going like, no, I, I don't think this is ridiculous as at all. At all. It's it, it, early on when, when I started learning your, your famous phrase, a good use of the license. It's one of my favorite Steel Wars moments. Ah, that's, um. Oh my god! God, I ate a lot of good food that week. Um, oh, but um, that race—it was like a scale electric, mm-hmm. but, but it was speeder bikes and oh, oh. You know, I've actually tried to find that, like, just to see what it looked like, and I can't find it. Now uh, I haven't done a ton of searching for it, but yeah, when, when I looked, it was on eBay and stuff. Okay, because um, that was like I'd never seen it before, which was just bizarre. So when I was there, I looked up to see what the online price was to see mm-hmm. if it was a deal or super expensive. And um, it was, I felt like it was going for a fair price. In France or online? Just everywhere. It was sort of I just gotcha. like, maybe it was like 150 bucks. Which I gotcha. You know. Um, but I, I, I would have got, I just had nowhere ever to set it up. And I didn't just want to get it and leave it in a box. Yeah, that's like you need a fair amount of uh, room for one of those things to set it up right and mess around with it. To lay some track. Yeah. Uh, um, so but, besides the roller skates, mm-hmm. we got the metal lunchbox made by King Sealy Thermos. I definitely saw this uh, lunchbox a lot. When I was a kid, was very jealous of kids that had that metal Return of the Jedi lunchbox. And it features Luke, an artist rendition of just when he grabs the uh, blaster in Jabba's palace. And there's a Gamorrean, Klaatu, he's on the mm-hmm. hunt. Uh, Squidface is up the back chilling. He's not getting amongst that. No Sir Bob. And I never really remember anyone having this when I was little. But I do remember it being overpriced in many vintage stores. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anytime you come across these metal lunch boxes, you'll even come across them, they're all rusted shut and stuff. People seem to want way too much for them. Yeah, I think because it crosses genre of collectibles. Mm -hmm. Like people just collect pop culture, you know, 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is bad with these... Vintage um, 
bootleg Star Wars decks I want from Plan B. Mm-hmm. It, it crosses over with Star Wars collecting with one of the most expensive periods of skateboards to collect. Yeah, that's that's pretty brutal, buddy. The um the early nineties because skateboarding was so small and they didn't make a lot of each release, so nah, you know, it's in super limited. You want to you want to do a heist? We could go on a heist to uh, Rancho Obi Wan. I'll go with you, buddy. I'll be the driver. There's um a place closer, Santa Cruz Board Shop. Okay, let's go. They they've got oh my god, I would. We they, might need a couple of other people. We need to, you know, we need to get the crew together, like in Solo. But I'll be dude, the driver. Oh, dude, I we need a crew. They have got like this board collection in that shop of about three. Like it's just jaw dropping the errors. It's like they've got all, all the all your favorite action figures in the last forty years in packages up on their wall. Oh, that's but, crazy. But they're skateboard decks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the big one from the also in that we've talked about before that if you are a longtime Steel Wars listener, you'll know the story behind these Kellogg's serial promotions from Australia. Oh, mate. Breakfasters rub off the silver spot on the decoder disc to see if they have won one of 2,620 Tall Toys Return of the Jedi prizes. Now, now, Tall Toys was Kenner. Right, that's who who did the Kenner stuff in Australia, right? Yeah, kind of like so, Palatoy was in the UK. Yeah, so you're you're scratching for, you know, like B-Wings and, and oh. ATSTs, speeder bikes, um, and... These came in serial, and we must have ate a lot of cereal. Because you had a bunch of them? A ton! Like, at least eight. Um, and I, 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 surely I've told you the story of how I tried to wear them to the Sea Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I think sticky tape them maybe onto a, a hoodie sleeves and because mm-hmm. i was i was getting into my star wars mood and mum said oh you are not leaving the house with those things sticky tape to you and <laughs> that um she doesn't remember it but it, it obviously it's still it stuck with you yeah now <laughs> this one i haven't watched hauls but um Old mate, Mr. Vintage Star Wars. Uh oh, all right. Has come through with the goods yet again. He has got the commercial for the decoder ring. Oh. Can you believe it? We got it. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. All right. From a galaxy far away comes Kellogg's name the code again. In specially marked packs of Kellogg's rice bubbles and corn flakes, there's a Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Oh. 
the silver's fought ah like Luke Skywalker or evil Darth Vader and you could be an instant ah sweepstakes entry over 2000 told for his return of the Kellogg's name the color game in packs of Kellogg's cornflakes and rice bubbles the force make you an instant winner that's pretty cool do you remember that commercial not really. I remember that logo, um, but I don't remember the commercial. If I, I would have lost my, I loved anything like that. But seeing they they had a picture. Oh, this! Just seeing that picture that is such an indelible Return of the Jedi photo for me because mm-hmm. it yep. was just this random picture that was, you know, not very well known. Or, but know, also, yeah. you had it on a little disc, right? So, oh, it was on the sleeve. Yeah. So um I they I, I've seen them they go for oh I remember all this stuff on the back. Oh yeah, I think we looked them up on an episode of this, didn't we? Oh I remember all the points. See up there it says like five hundred like at the Millennium Falcon it says how many points you need to win. Oh, so it's not like you scratch it off and it says you've won a Millennium Falcon, you scratch it off that disc is worth a certain amount of points. You collect the discs. Yeah, I think turn so. Them in for it. Oh, okay. But um, I, I think they go for about 20 bucks each, still in the plastic. You know how everything had to be in a mm-hmm. plastic wrapper when you dropped it into yeah. the cereal? Um, and I remember there was an early era of having to wait until we got down to that level in the serial. And um, listen, through regular protest and just going to do it anyway, this 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 rule was um, revoked. Yeah, yeah, there was no waiting for the serial prize. I remember those days. Oh, you got to wait till you get to it. Mm-mm. No, we're cracking into this and I'm, I'm finding out what's in the serial box. Hell no. Uh, pause. That, yes, that brings sir. us brings us to the end of um, both this page and 1983. It's all uncharted territory after this. We're going to hit uh, some uh, interesting stuff. Dude, you've got to see this slide right there. Look at what is coming up. This is... A um, quite quite a visual. Oh my goodness! Look at that. We got some battle for caravan for of courage, battle for indoor, dark empire, George Lucas with a lightsaber, Ewoks cartoons. We got some good stuff coming, buddy. Lucas looks like he's got that lightsaber remote. Yes, because it's yeah. not. It's so clean. It looks like that remote they put out in the nineties. And there's a uh, teak who's a, a cult classic. That Ewok picture of the animated Ewok is, that is, the colors on that are so good. That that would make, like, and especially the shape that the pictures cropped, that would make a good skateboard graphic. Well, you know what? It kind of reminds me of, who was it that did sort of Actually, recently... all, all these could be skateboard. Yeah, I should. Um, there was a company, you'll be more familiar with this than me, a Japanese apparel company that did like shirts limited edition shirts within the last year or so um was it, was it uniglo 
it was. That's it. Uh, I could see that Ewok image being on something like that too. Yes, they um they they put out some good stuff, but their t-shirts are not. I'm a bit finicky with you about the the fabric, you know. Well, and most of them are were white t-shirts, and this fat guy don't wear white. Sorry, guys. Um, you want to skip check, ahead? No, it checks out. Oh yeah, got a black t-shirt on. Um, yeah, should we do our um patented uh, random skip ahead? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, do you want to go first? I'll, I'll I'll put you on the okay. Wait there, I'm wait not, there. I'm not looking. I'm just gonna open to a random page. One sixty two. Ooh, oh, buddy, this is some good stuff. Page one sixty two. There's some good stuff and one thing that it ain't so great. Oh, oh, this is some good stuff, right? Look oh at my. this. Oh my God! Hold it up, pause. Okay, so we got the not so great thing. I would say is the Bendham's four pack, but besides that, we've got Star Wars Galaxies cards and Tales uh, Tales of the Jedi comics from Dark Horse. Dude, this page Ooh. has got Tales of the Jedi. Star Wars Galaxy, Bendham's Rebel Assault video game. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Micro, Micro machines. machines. Oh, my goodness. There's some good stuff. All right. That's um, 1980, 1993. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. What page are you skipping to, buddy? Oh, my God. That I can't. That, that, those, that, that is a very, a, a lot of those things with, that was very much, not, not that was my 1984. No, wait. 1993. Yeah, it would have been 1994. Those things made their way to Australia and. Um, yeah, there's the, a lot of the stuff on those two pages uh, definitely play on my interests in Star Wars in a big way. Have you done yet? You're going to do an opening of no. Box. Do you want to see the boxes? Yes. Let me go grab them real quick. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done these yet. I'm going to be streaming it soon and putting it up on the Blue Harvest YouTube page. But I have a unopened, sealed series one box of Star Wars Galaxy cards, and. A series two. These were a little harder oh. to find. A sealed box of series two. Oh, I remember just seeing the sealed boxes in the store and just going, "Magic in the whole box." So apparently, what well, it sh it should say. Okay, so yeah, at least in series one, there should be two randomly inserted etched foil cards, oh, which buddy. I opened. I opened several packs of these as a kid. Never got an etched foil. Uh, and it uh, I, I I I had quite a few. And Sorry, this doesn't say how many etched foils. I think there was like coming. six. There was like a six and they were joined to make a Yeah, I, I know there, but I'm saying, like, you know, on this box it says that there's two in the box. Ah, there. in the whole box, yeah. Right. And then in series two, it doesn't say like how many are in the box. I imagine it's probably around the same. 
I always thought if you bought a box, you'd get them all. You you would think so, right? And I don't know. Well, that's what I'm interested to see when I start cracking these packs is if I end up making making out with more than two foils. I, I, I remember the card shop. Rosebud had three card shops, which mm-hmm. is just like... Um, and I remember exactly where I was on that street opposite the Rosebud Cinema where the card shop was. Like getting back into my car and just getting a fix, like it's a just like oh, a, oh. a junkie, just sitting yeah, in the man. car, and then, and then and and then if I didn't like the cards, thinking about going in to buy another pack, <laughs> buddy, I relate to that so hard, and I know for a fact as a kid, you know, I've got my allowance or whatever because these came out when I was like 10, 11, right? Going in and being like, all right. I'm Fast and the Furious. I'm going to pick up a pack of cards, save the rest of my money for later, right? Going to the car, opening them up and being like, Mom, I hate to do it to you, but I got to go back inside real quick. Turning around and going right back inside and getting another pack. That's the spirit. That is the spirit. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to checking these out, man. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and interesting... People might be familiar, and Series 2, they're not, like, they took it out of circulation. It never made it into it, but Series 2 of Star Wars Galaxy cards are famous for having that Yoda card that Uh... it was supposed to have that Yoda card that George Lucas requested that they take out of the set. Got you. Got you. Um, Pause. Thanks so much for, um, it's, it's a commemoration. We, we have finished the original trilogy years. We have, man. And now we're going to, like, before too long, Shadows of the Empire is right around the corner. God, that's wishful thinking. Yeah, man, that's not that far off. Dude, it's like 10 years away. Yeah, but that's not that, because <laughs> it's not going to, we're not going to have to spend three episodes on 1987. You know what I mean? We'll fly through some of these years. I gotta tell you, plenty of action in '84. '84, that that's, '84 uh, and '85 look kind of packed. <laughs> there's three pages, so. Oh my god, there's some great droids art coming up. Sweet action! Woo! Um, I think we'll be seeing a lot of stuff that we've never seen before. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm really excited about the in-between years. Uh, all right, Hawes. Thank you to our patrons and. If you want to become a patron, we've got, you can find out all the minutia of what went on up until this point in Star Wars history from, where, where do we start back here, Hawes? Where do, like the 1920s or something, right? Ni- 1914. 1914. We, we, they, they, they skip through those, the, uh, they, they, they barely acknowledge anything in the 30s. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, up until now, uh, Hollis, let the good people of the internet know where they can uh, track down your podcast. Uh, you can find us. Uh, it's Blue Harvest, which I host with my buddy Will, and you can find it on pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We release an episode every Friday night slash Saturday morning whenever I get it up. Excellent. Uh, you can follow me at Steel Wars uh, on all the social media things. Download the podcast, follow us, or you're, you're watching this. Hit subscribe, hit like, 
algorithm it up. Um, subscribe to the pod. Reply to the tweets. Like the photos. I don't know. Do all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, check out the Patreon. We've got um, a Robo Report would have been up by now. New Robo Report. We've got a new Page Wars, which has been up for about a week with uh, King Tom breaking down the Alphabet Squadron Victory's Prize. Hey, where, where do you stand on Geode, Hawes? I like Geode. I'm still working my way through that book uh, sort of slowly. I got distracted by podcasts for a, a while there, but I'm back to that book, and I do like Geode. He's a rock. You could just be just behind you. You could just move into frame now. We'd never know how we got there. Nope. Nah, I'd just be like, oh, check it out. Geode. Classic Geode, right? Mm-hmm. He's up to his old tricks. <laughs> yep. Or is he? I don't know. Um, all right, Hawes. Uh, I'm sure I will communicate with you on May the 4th. Yes. And, and on, on, on some electronic forum. Um, but have a good time. Enjoy your Star Wars. Oh, there'll be Bad Batch. We'll be Bad Batching it up. Yeah. Finally, some new Star Wars to look for. Oh, we'll have to do our phone call show. Hey, man, if you want to do a... I'd be down. I would totally be down to do a... I don't oh. know how... I'm wondering if, if the excitement level is going to be like a little less than it was for some of our Mandalorian phone calls. Well, that's the experience. Follow. Yeah. Um, not everything can be Ignite the Green. You know what I'm saying? No, man. But, um, okay, well, we'll be back to do that on May the 4th. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Wait, are you going to stay up and watch at 3 in the morning? Um. So, on May the 4th, I may not because, well, actually, I don't know. It depends on what I have to do for work the next day. Um, but the, cause I think it moves to Fridays after that. Yeah. I'll probably stay up late for, you know, the following episodes. Cause I normally stay up kind of late on Thursday working anyway. Okay. Excellent. All right. I'll talk to you on Tuesday, buddy. Today. Sounds good. Today. Hey, may that force be with you. See you guys. <laughs>